your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 395 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. And we got a lot to do today, guys. Uh, At some point this week, just to kind of give you all an idea of what's coming up, we're going to do an episode where we list the biggest challenges facing Gerard Gallant now that he is the head coach of the New York Rangers. And it's an episode I've been meaning to get to. I even thought about doing it today, but I want to take my time with it, come up with some you know, pretty important things, some important kind of storylines going on with the Rangers. And again, the biggest challenges that are facing Gerard Gallant as he attempts to change this team from a young, inexperienced squad into a bonafide Stanley Cup contender. And again, it's one of those things I could have done today, but I didn't want to just throw out the first five things that popped into my head and be like, okay, there, there's the episode. I want to actually think this one out a little bit and uh, just kind of present you guys as good of a list as I possibly can there as far as, once again, the biggest challenges facing Gerard Gallant now that he is the coach of the New York Rangers. But we got a lot to do today as well. And we're going to do another draft spotlight, take a look at another prospect who I think the Rangers could and potentially even should pick with that number 15 overall selection, provided, of course, that this player is still available when the Rangers are picking. We're also going to take a look at the final two impending New York free agents going into this offseason here. And tomorrow is an important day on the NHL calendar as well, and we will tell you why in just a little bit. But for starters, like I said, want to start with another draft spotlight here, and we're going to be taking a look today at Cole Sillinger. Sillinger is a center for the Sioux Fall Stampede in the USHL. He is six foot one, 201 pounds, so a big kid already at just 18 years old and a chance to continue to grow, obviously. Very strong. He's very good at winning puck battles along the boards. Has a very accurate wrist shot as well. And um, let me just say before we really get rolling here that I would at some point like to do kind of a simulated mock draft for the New York Rangers where I basically kind of play the virtual GM role, and I make every single pick in the draft that the Rangers are going to be making. You know, I pick their first round pick. They don't have any picks in the second round this year, but I make their third round pick, et cetera, et cetera, on and on we go. And I believe there's a website that exists that allows visitors to do exactly that. Basically, you go onto this website and you can play general manager for the Rangers or any team in the NHL, and then you would just pick for the Rangers whenever it's your turn, and the website would simulate the rest of the draft. So that could be a lot of fun, and obviously I could then turn that into an episode or maybe even two episodes for you guys. I'm going to try to find this website. I'm almost positive that I did not imagine this, that it does in fact exist. If anyone knows the name of this website, please do let me know, but I'll probably be looking around for that uh, whenever I'm done recording today, and like I said, we will turn that into an episode in the future. Uh, But to get back to Cole Sillinger here, there's a lot to like. The one thing, it's not really a negative, but it's just a fact of life, basically. Of all the prospects that we've discussed on here doing this prospect spotlight or whatever we're calling this segment, I think Sillinger is probably the one guy who is least likely to still be there when the Rangers are picking at number 15. It really could go either way. 
but I've been trying to focus during this offseason segment on guys who I think have better than a 50-50 chance of still being available when the Rangers are picking at number 15. I'm trying to target guys that are going to be realistic options for the Rangers at number 15. With Sillinger, I don't know. I don't know how likely it is. I feel like it might be a little bit less than 50% that he's still there, but it's at least possible that he drops to number 15 overall and the Rangers can pick their guy if, if they're in on Cole Sillinger. And it's also possible that maybe the Rangers could trade up if they really like him and move up a couple of spots and try to get him. We will talk about that more in just a second as well. But for right now, I've got a list of 14 publications slash individuals that cover the NHL draft. These include websites like EliteProspects.com, Dauber Prospects, FC Hockey. It also includes Bob McKenzie from TSN. And of all these 14 different sources here, whatever you want to call them, they have Sillinger ranked as high as number 10. That's by Recruit Scouting that has him at number 10. And as low as number 20, he's ranked number 20 by both Draft Prospects Hockey as well as the Puck Authority. And of the 14 sources that we have here, eight of them have Sillinger ranked at number 15 or better, which is obviously when the Rangers pick. And so that's kind of why I'm somewhat nervous about him not being available uh, whenever the Rangers are going to pick. I, f- I feel like it's slightly less than 50-50%. But he is a very talented kid. There's a chance he could still be there when the Rangers are picking. And I think he's definitely uh, worth our time here because there's really a lot to like about Cole Sillinger. Uh, For starters, let me go ahead and just run through a couple of stats over his last couple of seasons in hockey. So this past season was Sillinger's first, once again with the Sioux Falls Stampede of the United States Hockey League, which is an amateur league for players between the ages of 16 and 21. He had to play for this league because there was a lot of uncertainty surrounding the WHL with the pandemic, if there was even going to be a season or not. And all he did in his first season in the United States Hockey League was basically just light it up. He skated in 31 games, scored 24 goals, dished out 22 assists, so a robust 46 points in just 31 games. And once again, the fact that he basically had to kind of uproot his life almost and move away to somewhere where he's unfamiliar and be the new guy in this league and still go out and produce the way he does, the way he did rather, that is very, very impressive and something that he should be commended for. He also represented Canada on its under-17 World Hockey Challenge back in 2019-2020, skated in six games there, scored five goals, and In 2019-2020, in addition to representing Canada in this tournament, he also played with the Medicine Hat Tigers of the Western Hockey League. And the WHL, for reference, is for players between 15 and 20 years of age. And just another outstanding high-scoring season for Sillinger back then. Skated in 48 games, scored 22 goals, and notched 31 assists. So 53 points in 48 games to go along with a plus-19. Kid's a natural-born goal scorer and basically just a points machine. And we're going to continue talking about Sillinger in just a second here. And it might also be necessary for the Rangers to trade up to get Sillinger. There's a team in front of them who might also be interested. It happens to be a division rival of the Rangers. And we're going to be talking about that as well as, you know, just Sillinger and who he is as a player and what we can expect from him in the NHL. We will be talking about all that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so something that definitely caught my eye as I'm kind of doing research on Sillinger and trying to figure out whether or not he could be available to the Rangers, whether or not he's a fit for the Rangers, et cetera, et cetera. Something that definitely caught my eye is the fact that when you go through a lot of these mock drafts, and there's dozens, if not hundreds of them, all over the internet right now, so you have your pick of the litter as far as uh, where you want to go to find some NHL mock drafts. But something that kept coming up is that the Flyers— seem like a team that would have a fit for Sillinger and seem like a team that could definitely be interested in him. The Flyers have some uncertainty at center just like the Rangers do. And unfortunately for us Ranger fans, the Flyers hold the number 13 pick in the NHL draft. So they're two picks ahead of the Rangers. And like I said, I've seen Sillinger being taken by the Flyers in several different mock drafts. Now who knows? Maybe in real life, the Flyers don't have any interest in him whatsoever. But when you start to see this many mock drafts that has the Flyers taking him, you do start to uh, kind of take notice of that. So if you're the Rangers and you really want Sillinger and he's your guy and he, he's falling and he's out of the top 10 and oh, we're so close, but the Flyers are in front of us, the Rangers might have to and could look to do exactly what they did last season. If you guys remember in the first round, obviously they took Alexi Lafreniere number one overall, but then they later took Braden Schneider. And what they did there was they traded up a couple of spots to get right in front of the New Jersey Devils. The Devils then picked right after the Rangers and the Devils took a defenseman. But I think the prevailing thought there was that the Devils really like Braden Schneider as well. So the Rangers had to get crafty and they had to trade up a little bit to get their guy. And they indeed did that. And I think Braden Schneider is going to be a great player in this league. Uh, but to keep the focus on Sillinger here, the idea, the reason I bring this up is that it seems like the Flyers might definitely have some interest in him if he falls to them at number 13. And as far as just kind of the pros and cons of his game and who he is and what we can expect from him in the NHL, uh, so the HockeyWriters.com, they did an article of the top five basically pure goal scorers available in this year's draft, and they had Sillinger ranked at number two only to Dylan Gunther at number one. Uh, Sillinger, by all accounts, plays with a lot of toughness. He's a big kid. He's somebody that's not going to be knocked around out there. Uh, very willing and able to drive to the net and gets a lot of shots from the slot area. So that's obviously a good thing as well. We saw, you know, when the Rangers played the Hurricanes a couple of seasons ago in the qualifying round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for that 2014 tournament, we did see them get pushed around a little bit. And so it sounds like Sillinger is somebody who's got a lot of size, a lot of strength, and is not afraid to use those attributes to his advantage. Uh, by all accounts, he's also a very strong stick handler, has an excellent wrist shot. And I've also seen, you know, kind of doing my research here and just kind of finding out as much about Sillinger as I possibly can. I've seen a couple of comparisons to Mark Shifley, you know, maybe, and this kind of leads me into what I'm about to talk about here, a couple of the cons. 
is that there are guys in this draft who are better skaters, but the same thing was said about Mark Shifley. And when the Jets took Shifley at number seven overall, that was considered something of a reach. I think there were a lot of people who were worried about his supposed lack of skating ability. I don't really think that's been an issue for Shifley through his career. And even if it is, he's found ways around that to obviously be a very effective player in this league. The other knock against Sillinger is that his defense could definitely use some work. And that does make me a little bit nervous because, you know, my ideal pick with this the selection that the Rangers have at number 15 has all along been Fedor Svechkov. And part of the reason for that is that he's a strong two-way forward, very defensively reliable. The same cannot be said for Cole Sillinger. But when you look at everything else that we've just talked about here and his ability to score and the fact that he's got this lethal wrist shot, he's got a high compete level, he'll fight for the pucks along the boards, he's a strong stick handler, the list goes on and on and on. And you guys can see why, you know, he's obviously ranked very high. Again, anywhere between uh, you know, 10 and into the early 20s there, as far as these different publications projecting, you know, where he ranks among his peers, among the other players that are going to be available in this year's draft. Uh, I'll finish talking about Sillinger here by reading a couple of scouting reports for you guys, and then we can move on to uh, the last two remaining New York Ranger free agents. So I'll read you one here from Elite Prospects. They obviously do a great job covering the draft every single season. This comes from the 2021 NHL Draft Guide. His wrist shot release is especially potent with a short draw, feet pointed at the net, adequate knee bend, a hip snap, his leg kick back, and exploding from his chest. It's a sight to behold. Sillinger makes the best of this shot with some stellar off-of-the-puck instincts, an often overpowering wall game, and a penchant for driving to the center lane of the offensive zone. And I'll give you guys another one here. This one's kind of long, but it comes to us from Tony Ferrari from Dabar Prospects, and this is what uh, Mr. Ferrari had to say about Sillinger. With one of the best shots in the draft, Sillinger is a threat to score on every shift he steps on the ice. His ability to get his shot off, regardless of the puck position, is impressive. Whether it's firing it from his feet or extended out to the side, he's dangerous. As a playmaker, he has the talent to make any pass, but often refrains from making the pass to try and create his own shot. He has the skill to make the passes. There is little doubt about that. Willingness to use his teammates will go a long way to making him more dangerous all over the ice. He has some rounding out to do as a player in terms of his defensive game, but the talent is there. He has improved his skating since last season, staying agile on his feet more consistently and using his edges more effectively. There is still room to grow in that regard, but the improvement is a welcome sight. If he can pick up the effort off the puck, he has a chance to be one of the best players in the class. And I'll go ahead and read you guys one more. This comes from Josh Bell of the Hockey Writers. They do a great job covering the draft as well. Sillinger drives the offense for his line. He's always looking to create plays and does so often. One of the simple yet crucial aspects of a hockey player at any level. He drives the puck toward the back of the net every play, whether he passes it off or takes it home himself. He'll fight with you along the boards, usually winning, or meet you in open ice to knock you off the puck. He gets off a quick, deceptive shot. He can create space for himself and his teammates and reads the play so well. So yeah, there's a lot to like here, as you can tell from these professional scouts, these people who do this for a living. There are, you know, I wouldn't even call it a red flag. It does sound like his defense, though. You listen to some of these scouting reports, and again, this is just going by the information that I've been able to gather. It does sound like his defense is a little bit of a liability, but when you've got this much going for you, I'm willing to take a chance to roll the dice on him. Maybe he improves defensively as the years go by, Uh, but obviously, this is a really talented kid, and it's certainly no slam dunk that he's going to be there when the Rangers are picking number 15 overall, but he could be. And I thought for that reason, he was definitely worth talking about here. Uh, If you're a Ranger fan, which I assume most of you are, and you're looking at guys who the Rangers could select at number 15 overall. So 
we will go ahead and we will move on to the last two impending New York Ranger free agents for this offseason, and we will do that in just a second. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so as promised, we will go ahead and talk about the final two remaining impending New York Ranger free agents for this offseason. And if you missed any of the previous episodes, I will just run through kind of the gauntlet right here of where you can go to hear my thoughts on every single impending New York Ranger free agent, big name or small name. We started in episode 360 with Brian Smith and Jack Johnson. Episode 363 was Julian Gauthier. 364, Pavel Buchnevich and Brett Howden. Episode 374 was Igor Shesterkin. 380 was Philip Heedle. 382 was Phil D. Giuseppe, 384 was Libor Hayek, 389 was Johnny Brodzinski and Darren Radish, 390 was Igor Rykov and Gabriel Fontaine, and then 393 was Tim Gettinger, and 394 was Brandon Crowley and Patrick Newell. So like I said, we have only two impending New York Ranger free agents remaining, and they are a pair of former seventh round picks in goalie Adam Huska and right winger Ty Ronning. We will start with Huska. Huska, 24 years old, six foot three, 199 pounds. He was selected at number 184 overall by the Rangers back in 2015. Since being drafted, Huska has spent three seasons with the Hartford Wolfpack, posting a record of 21, 17, and 12, or really 21 and 29 if we're going to lump all the losses together. Uh, the good news for Huska is that this past year was actually his best season with the Hartford Wolfpack by a fairly comfortable margin. It was the first time he kept his goals against average under 3.0. He skated in 13 games, or appeared in 13 games rather, went 9-4, and four, had a goals against average of 2.70, but a save percentage of just 890. He also led the Wolfpack in games this past season. Huska appeared in 13 games between the pipes. Tyler Wall had 10 appearances. Keith Kincaid and Dylan Garand had two apiece. And Huska's career AHL goals against average after 50 games now stands at 3.02, and he has a save percentage of 892. It should also be mentioned that Huska played with Slovakia in the 2021 World Championships that concluded just a month or two ago. Uh, we covered that tournament a bit on here as the Rangers had several players that were participating in those games. Uh, it didn't go too well for Adam Huska in that tournament either. He appeared in only three games, but he went 0-2 with a goals against average of 4.32 and a save percentage of just 8.55. And frankly, he really just hasn't done enough since being drafted to really warrant a call up to the New York Rangers. He just hasn't been good enough in the AHL. And given his struggles in the AHL, I don't think there's any real reason to expect him to go to the NHL and play better than he did in the AHL. I mean, it's happened in the past with players, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, to begin with, he just hasn't played that well in the AHL. And then you also take into consideration the fact that there are three goalies firmly ahead of him on the depth chart, at least three goalies, Igor, Alex Georgiev, and Keith Kincaid. And as far as where Huska would fit next season, I mean, 
we know Igor is going to be back. I can only assume the Rangers would protect Alex Georgiev in the upcoming expansion draft over Keith Kincaid. So that would mean that Alex Georgiev would be back. And Kincaid probably wouldn't be selected in the expansion draft. I would be very, very surprised if when the Kraken take a player from the Rangers, it ends up being Keith Kincaid. So all three goalies that are ahead of Adam Huska will return next season. The good news if you're Huska, is that Keith Kincaid will be an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season. Georgiev will be a restricted free agent. And with Georgiev, I don't know. I've always had this feeling, just kind of this gut feeling, that sooner or later the Rangers might end up looking to trade him because I don't feel like the Rangers have ever really prioritized the backup goalie position, and you might be able to get something not groundbreaking, but somewhat significant in exchange for Alex Georgiev. And at that point, you could either turn over the reins to a veteran backup, or you could go with Huska if he improves between now and then, whenever the Rangers might trade Georgiev, or you can go with somebody like Tyler Wall or Dylan Garand. So does a path potentially exist for Huska to eventually make it uh, to the Rangers and get into the NHL lineup? It exists for sure, but right now he is firmly behind at least three goalies in the Ranger organization, and he's got some competition from guys like Tyler Wall and Dylan Garand, as we mentioned. So uh, we'll see, but uh, as of right now, I would expect to probably see Huska back on the Hartford Wolfpack again next season. Uh, To move on to the final impending free agent for the New York Rangers, and both these guys are restricted free agents. I should probably make that clear as well. But the final one is Ty Ronning. Ronning is currently 23 years old. He stands 5'9", 172 pounds, a right winger, and a right-handed shot. He's actually the son of Cliff Ronning, who was on the Canucks team that lost to the Rangers back in the 1994 Stanley Cup Finals. But Ronning, like Huska, former seventh-round pick, he went number 201 to the Rangers back in 2016, and he has actually now spent parts of five seasons with the Hartford Wolfpack without ever making his Ranger debut. And as far as I can remember this past season, I don't really remember there being any clamoring for Tyronning to be called up to the Rangers. I don't ever really remember his name being tossed out there as a realistic option. Doesn't mean that it didn't happen behind the scenes, but I personally just do not uh, ever recall Tyronning being given consideration to be called up to the Rangers. And Ronning has occasionally played for the Maine Mariners of the ECHL, which is the level below the AHL. And it's funny because with the Maine Mariners, he's nearly a point-per-game player. Since being drafted by the Rangers, he has played in 53 games with Maine. And in that time, he's got 23 goals and 23 assists. So 46 points in 53 ECHL games. In the AHL, though, uh, he's really struggled to find the scoring touch. Prior to this year that just concluded, Ronning had spent 61 games with the Hartford Wolfpack and scored just seven goals and had just six assists. So a grand total of 13 points in 61 games. This past season, however, it must be said, Ronning got to skate in 18 games with the Wolfpack. He scored 10 goals and dished out eight assists. So 18 points in 18 games. He had more points this past season with the Wolfpack than he did in all of his previous four seasons combined with the Wolfpack. So that's a pretty crazy stat in and of itself. And maybe there's hope yet. I mean, he was obviously a late round selection. By the time it's the seventh round of the NHL draft, you're basically just throwing darts. Okay, here's something we like about this player. Here's something we like about that player. Let's just uh, roll the dice here, give it a chance, bring him in and, and see what he's got. But something else Ronning has working in his favor is the simple fact that he is just 23 years old, and he's also coming off of a career best season. So I could actually see a situation where Ronning potentially makes his Ranger debut at some point this season. I don't think he's somebody that's ever going to be a staple or, you know, he's going to be on a top six role or he's going to be out there on the power play, all this stuff. I mean, I guess you never know for sure. Maybe that stuff could happen. Who knows? But I think what could happen is we could see a situation, you know, 
injuries do happen. They're a part of the game. And if the Rangers have a player, you know, one of their top 12 forwards who's dealing with some kind of a short-term ailment, and the Rangers just need to call somebody up for a handful of games, they don't really expect him to be there that long, you know, maybe two, three, four games, it could be Ronning. And I think a lot of that rests on whether or not Ronning can continue to produce in the AHL at the level that he just produced this past season rather than the previous four seasons. Because if he produces the way he did this past year, then he could be one of the first couple guys called up if the Rangers just need a quick fix, somebody that can just stick into the lineup for a handful of games. Uh, the Rangers, it must be said, they've got guys with much higher upside and people who are generally just bigger prospects than Ty Ronning. But again, I would not be shocked to see Ty Ronning make his Ranger debut as kind of a fill-in at some point this season. And at that point, if you're Ty Ronning, it's sink or swim time because you will have to play very, very well to hold on to that spot if you get a chance, considering that you're kind of unheralded to begin with. And once again, the Rangers uh, have prospects that are probably held in higher regard than Tyronning himself is. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. The only other thing that I want to mention is we've got a important date on the NHL calendar tomorrow, July 13th. That is the deadline for teams to request their players to waive their no-move clauses for the purposes of making them available in the upcoming expansion draft. And that's something that could be a lot more significant to some other teams than it is to the Rangers because the Rangers only have a handful of players with no-move clauses. I don't think they're going to ask Artemi Panarin to waive his no-move clause. Do you guys think so? Probably not. Um, you know, Jacob Truba has a no-move clause. I can't imagine they would ask him to waive it. Same thing with Chris Kreider. I mean, the only way this would happen, not so much for the Rangers, but for teams around the league, is if there's a certain player who's making a little bit too much money on your team and you're looking to free up some cap space and you go to him and you say, hey, can you waive your no-move clause? Maybe Seattle will take you and you can go there and kind of get a fresh start. That's the only way that it would happen. But for the Rangers, I don't think they have any players that really fit that description. And that could also do some damage. You know, if you go up to somebody like Chris Kreider one year after he signs or two years after he signs this seven-year extension and you say, hey, man, can you waive your no-move clause? he's going to look at you kind of strange. And if the Kraken don't end up taking him and he's back, then that's kind of an awkward situation as well. So I don't think any of this is really going to affect the Rangers that much. It is an important date on the NHL calendar that I just wanted to make everybody aware of. But again, I would be very, very surprised if the Rangers go to any of their current players with no move clauses and ask them to waive it for the purposes of making them available in this upcoming expansion draft. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Like I said, uh, by some point this week, I'm going to do an episode where we look at the biggest challenges that Gerard Gallant is facing now that he is, of course, the new coach of the New York Rangers. And we will also be doing another NHL mock draft, a special edition. It's not going to be just the first 15 picks this time. Every single locked on host will make a selection in the first round on behalf of the team that they represent. I did mine today. We've got the email going around and sooner or later, that will be available to everyone as well, and we'll run that as kind of a special here on Lockdown New York Rangers. But yes, that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, can Giannis save the Bucks in the NBA Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.